You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time for BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski, breaking down all the betting angles you need to put money in your wallet. Two holidays. Oh, beautiful feed and the slam from Giannis. The dime delivered by Drew, making a play. Giannis with the tax, finish at the rim. Happy holiday. On the BetQL Audio Network. Hey, it's Monday, June 14th. Joe Ostrowski, Chris Ranji with you. We'll check in with Pete Jensen later on this hour. Oh, the Stanley Cup semis are now underway at noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central Time. Michael Gallagher established a run regular on the show. And Chuck Esposito from Station Casinos, a regular every single Monday here. I've got Eli Herskovich, Jake Hassan, Jake Galley, Dylan Burns all working on the show. Uh, Ranji. One thing we can always say about the NBA, even though th- there is this possibility where it's not that exciting in the second round outside of one series, the association never, ever lacks for storylines between the Kyrie injury yesterday. Will only one of the big three be available moving forward or the rest of this round? And then, yeah, the Nuggets go down quickly like we all expected, but uh, seriously, you're going to toss the MVP for that? Okay. Yeah, uh, okay. Uh, so I think the referees were sort of handcuffed in the way they have to handle it because I think by the letter of the law, that probably is the correct thing to do and you do it in a regular season for sure. Um, the difficulty is when you get to the postseason, and a game that was as important as that game was, and you're still in the third quarter, I don't know how you do it. And I I know people are calling it a ref show or whatever. I don't know if they wanted to do that. I I don't think this is a Joe West, let me insert myself into the moment kind of thing. Uh, I felt like they, they felt they had to do what they did in that moment because of the way the rule is written. It's clear that he was trying to commit a foul. Like he said, he went for the ball. And then after I the thought fact, he was he going said, for the ball. I thought he was going for the ball in an I thought he was going, aggressive manner. He was going for the ball, knowing he was going to commit a foul in the moment. Like I think it was both. Like I do think he was trying to. He was he was frustrated. There was frustration and when, there. Absolutely. And when and when you're frustrated, you're going to do stuff like that. So I think he was trying to commit a hard foul. I don't know if he meant to hit him in the face. Um, I I don't think that's the situation. But I think. In the moment, he's probably thinking, I'm going to get this ball, but I'm also going to whack this dude at the same time. So I, I don't know. It's it's a tough thing to do. It's a tough thing for the league to do to eject the MVP, and you're not even in the fourth quarter yet. Uh, that's, that's really difficult. 
in real time before seeing the slow-mo replay, and this does not have anything to do with the decision that the referees made last night, but I'm just curious as you were watching it, uh, before seeing the slow-mo replay, did you think, oh, get up, campaign. Come on now. Really? Really? When I saw it in real time, I didn't even see him hit the hit his nose. Um, well, because you saw the play from behind, right? I mean, so that's why, I, you know, in real time, yeah, that was the uh, that was the camera angle, if I remember right. Um, so, yeah, I, I that wasn't the feeling I had. I felt like he was upset and he was trying to commit some kind of foul. But yeah. I, I know what you're getting at because players do this a lot, and we criticize LeBron a lot for doing that. And then you know he he takes a hard foul in air quotes and uh then he gets up and he sprints away like 20 seconds later like he was totally fine um so yeah i mean i think you're conditioned to think that guys are faking it a little bit listen i mean we've said it or i've heard it a million times and it was the first one of the first things that ran through my brain as soon as they decided to go with the flagrant two and toss him from the game at home in the elimination spot late in the third quarter was okay. LeBron does the same thing. Nope. Yep. Giannis. Nope. Luca. Yep. Kawhi still alive. Chris Paul does the exact same thing. There is no way they are tossing them from those games. And I'm not. I'm not here to say that okay, Nuggets win. They could make some sort of a run, and we can get into all the injuries that the Nuggets were dealing with. How different this series would have played out, and we could say that for a lot of teams this postseason. But um, I, I think it uh, it's it's kind of it, it reminded me a lot of the MVP voting and the conversation that was going on nationally until there was no other option aside from Jokic. That if right. any of these MVP caliber players do the exact same thing, uh, he's not getting tossed, and Jokic, who has now won the MVP, is still not getting his respect on some level. Well, if it's I, I wonder if it's a closer series. If they don't play it like that, you know, if it's a, a two, one series or, you know, it, 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 it would have been tied or something, but maybe that doesn't factor in at all. I, I don't know. I, I just, I was pretty positive in the moment that the flagrant was the correct call and yeah. going back and looking at it. I, I think it confirms that I just don't, maybe the referees had no choice, but because of the way the rule is, they had to eject him from the game, but it's a tough look. It's a tough look for the league. It's it's pretty tough for Jokic too, man. I mean, I understand you're frustrated, and it probably feels like he was doing most of everything on his own. You know, I mean, he like was. He's, he has he's, to. He's the centerpiece of the team, and I'm sure that's the frustration is that he's playing well, he's putting up the numbers, he's producing, and they're still down three nothing in the series and on the verge of losing their fourth game. I'm sure a lot of that was spilling over in the moment. And now he's on the list. Uh, You become an all-time great. Usually, if you win an NBA MVP, you're going to the Hall of Fame. I don't think that's going to happen with Derrick Rose, but, uh, you know, there are exceptions to every rule. Uh, You're on the list of guys that have won the MVP and been swept in the playoffs. And uh, we haven't seen that in over 30 years when it happened with Magic Johnson in 1989. Now people are going to see that forever. They're not going to know about the Jamal Murray injury. They're not going to think about, oh, well, Aaron Gordon was was supposed to be so much more. They had a a horrendous backcourt down to three, four, third, fourth, and fifth stringers uh, back there. But um, the the bigger story here, I mean, 
that was a dramatic moment. And I disagree with what the referees did, but it doesn't change the outlook of the series. And the Phoenix Suns have won seven in a row. And I mentioned that we haven't seen an MVP get swept in the playoffs in over 30 years. Well, it looks like Chris Paul has gone back 10 years in time. He is looking like the Chris Paul that he was in New Orleans in his prime, like he's in his mid-20s. And here he is at 36, 37 and 7 in the clincher. I'm you can't say it enough. What we were getting with an injured Chris Paul last series compared to what he is right now. I mean. I don't want to say Pete Chris Paul because that was a decade ago, but he's pretty darn close. Well, it's uh, we marvel at LeBron for the way he plays at his age, that, that it almost seems like he at, at worst is staying steady from what he's been the last few years. But when you get to, to your mid to upper 30s and you play the style of basketball he plays, you expect there to be a drop off. And mm-hmm. Paul is doing that right now. And, and he's doing it after, like you said, the injury when we, we were wondering if maybe they were done because we didn't know how hurt he was. So, um, it, you know, here he is now doing this. Devin Booker is doing an incredible job uh, helping him. That whole starting rotation, everything they've got there is, it, I mean, the way Crowder and, and Bridges and Aiton are playing in the front court, everybody is playing really well. That starting five is is so much fun to watch they are so dangerous and this is exactly what we were talking about during the lakers series that if they were able the lakers were to get past this team the rest of the road for them might be not easy but easier there's a reason this team is as dangerous as they are and there's a reason this team has has swept denver out of the playoffs they're good man We, we we don't talk about those other three guys a lot we, yeah. we, we spend a lot of time talking about Paul and Booker, and rightfully so. But those other three, that front court is dangerous. Yeah, man. They, they are so deep. They're deeper than a lot of the other teams that are still alive here. And going into the Western Conference Finals, after winning seven in a row, they are going to be rested, and they will be waiting on their opponent. No matter what team it is, you know, the Clippers have right. been so hot and cold, maybe they make their comeback. It's going to be a long series if that happens. And Utah, they are hobbled with their best players right now. So right. Uh, this, the Suns are in a prime spot, a prime spot to end up uh, getting Chris Paul to his first NBA Finals. The, the only thing you worry about is rust. But I would say yeah. getting guys healthy and getting them some rest is more important than worrying about rust. And if they can do that while the other mm-hmm. series, the other guys are getting the crap beat out of each other, um, you should be in better position when that series starts. Great job by Bonnie Williams as well. I guess the presence of Chris Paul heard him in the coach of the year voting, which we've talked a lot about on this show. Oh, but, I looked at, but I looked at the results again. I'm like, how did 23 <laughs> people yeah. say Monty Williams is not top two? 23 voters said he's no. not even top two. It's insane. We're not, we're not voting. We are not voting on the Stupid. playoffs. We're voting Stupid. on regular season. What Tom Thibodeau did. And they had and the that- second best record in the NBA. They were awesome. And Chris Ball was hurt. Anyways, uh, biggest story, prob- probably the bigger story than that. But we wanted to start with the Suns coming off that sweep and that controversial move uh, last night with Nikola Jokic. <sighs> Kyrie rolls the ankle. Mm-hmm. Kyrie rolls the ankle. 
middle of the second quarter. We don't know what's happening with Harden. Jake Galley is having a celebration. He's the kind of guy that celebrates injuries. But I, I think Jake should worry about Atlanta first. I'm not saying the Hawks are going to win the series, but I would be more concerned about tonight. But yeah, if you have a Sixers ticket, if you have a Jazz, even a Clippers, definitely a Suns, you feel a little bit more confident today because we wake up, Nets, Bucks tied to two. We said the series was over. Everyone just was talking about it when it was 2-0, like it's completely done. And now, no, no, no. It was a pick'em last night. But this morning, the Bucks are favored. I see mm. minus 140 at points bet to win. Oh, wow. Series. Wasn't yeah. it like minus 129 earlier in the day? So that, that number on the net. On the Nets side, right? Oh gosh, yeah. All the right. Nets, so the Nets, when they reposted it, the Nets were minus one thirty favorites. I okay. checked last night, uh, late in the Denver game, and they were a pick 'em. And then this morning, more and more money coming in on the Bucks. I don't know if that's based on information or just a feeling. Well, they're certainly not going to have Kyrie for a game, and who knows what's happening with Harden. Uh, but boy, this got interesting. There's got to be. One of them has to try to play tomorrow night, right? You would think. You would think. At least one of them. Uh, and I bet they both now feel pressure because the other one is injured, that they both have to try to get back there quicker than normal or than, you know, than they probably otherwise would. Um, because Kevin Durant still obviously arguably the best player in the world. You, you can mm -hmm. still say that about him, I think. Um can't do yeah. it by himself though and that's that's fairly obvious and it, as good even as the bucks like, defense even the bucks defense you got you have one option now you yeah. have one i mean yeah. they didn't Kyrie left in that second quarter and even with Kyrie gone all that time durant was the only guy to reach double figures yeah that's it it's, it's going to be a rough go for them and you know for a series that has the potential of being a low scoring series anyway if the Nets aren't getting production offensively, they're going to be in trouble. And, and it can't just be Kevin Durant. So my feeling is that, you know, players being what they are and I got to be on the floor. I got to I got to I got to do this. I have to help my team. Somebody's going to try to play. And my gut feeling now is that one of them is going to try to come back too quickly, re-aggravate something. And then they're total. Then they're gone, gone. And we've seen that. Uh, yeah. It, yes, we, we saw it. We saw it with the Lakers. So yeah. I think that's probably what's going to happen here. I think you're right. And it is time for us, to, like we say with the Atlanta Hawks, look how terrific they are at home. Well, it's the same thing with the Bucs. They have now won their last 12 games at home. So they deserve a little bit more credit there. The Nets were favored in game four. Remember, the Bucs were favored in game three, but the Nets were favored in game four because people expected them to take that three games to one series advantage. Did not happen as Kyrie goes down. You, th you think it doesn't matter, but you think if he's healthy, they end up winning that game? Um, I maybe I don't know. Yeah, it really is hard to say. The the question I have now, you know, moving it forward is if Brooklyn loses game five, is the series over over or does it depend on whether or not one of those guys comes back? Because if you fall back three, two in the series yeah. and the Bucks get to come back home for <laughs> game six. Good luck. I, I'm, you know, I, I don't, I don't know if I can get behind the Nets now, especially if they lose yeah. the next one. Cause I don't know if they, if they knock off two in a row after yeah. that. 
Yeah, uh, a lot going on in Major League Baseball. We'll break uh, a bunch of it down when we go over the MLB card per usual later on. Uh, Islanders take game one in Stanley Cup semis as the dog. They were plus 165, low scoring affair, two to one over Tampa Bay in game number one. Uh, Djokovic wins the French Open after being down two sets on Sunday morning. And then in golf, uh, right before the U.S. Open Palmetto Championship, you had a few big names uh, that were participating. Uh, Garrick Higo, he's 22 years old. He he looks like uh, you know he hasn't reached puberty yet. He he's he wins at 60 to one. And our guy Vic Chalksy mentioned him on the show last week. Take a look at Higo. He's in that 40 to 60 to one range. Good job, Vic. I saw him yeah. tweeting about that. And and you know what? When you when you make a call like that, you should boast. Tell everybody I'm, about it. Yeah, I'm a golf fan. I'm like, who? What are you talking about, Garrett Kigo? Yeah, he's doing well in the Euro Tour. We'll break down today's NBA card next on the BetQL Audio Network.